Peace and blessings, everybody. It's your girl, Zane Spirit, here with the Living in Spirit podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this wonderful, lovely Saturday. Thank you for all of your amazing, wonderful support. And I am so super excited for the guest that I have on today that we're just going to share some amazing energy and her beautiful presence here. And I'm so grateful for that. Uh, we have Wada here with me. Hey, Wada, how you doing? I'm doing well. You know, like third time's the charm. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm so honored and blessed to have you here. And for you guys that don't know, Wada is a, a vocalist who intertwines ancient sound healing and just modern lyricism and beautiful composition of all of her music. She does sound baths. And of course, we're going to let her go into everything that she does. Wada, do you want to let us know how you got started? Yeah, so um, I've been making music almost my entire life. Started out, um, you know, just singing in the church like most people. Um, And then I moved into um, studying classical violin. So I studied classical violin for about 10 years, did it all through middle school, high school, and into college as well. Mm -hmm. When I went to college, I was kind of exposed to more uh, experimental stuff I was exposed to more jazz I was exposed to more um like avant-garde music and um was able to learn a lot more about world music as well so I was able to study things like gamelan and study music from India like Drupad and um just really opened my awareness so Mm. I started to experiment with my voice using my voice as an instrument um and from that experimentation came what now I would call my sound baths that is beautiful, beautiful. And with um, I know you said Drupad. That's a an Indian based sound structure, song structure. Yeah, Indian classical music. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. That is amazing. So, like, what other uh influences or inspiration has really like made up on this? I there's such like an ancient song in your music, in in all of it. You know, so like where. I know that some of that inspiration may be physical, but, um, you know, I wonder, like, where is the spiritual premise as well to your to your music? Yeah, I think um, I was I'm really interested in music that transcends time and space. Mm -hmm. Um, So for a lot of my sound baths, there's no there's no metronome. There's no tempo. um, And There's also no words Mm. usually. And so it allows me to just tap into this space where I feel like I'm channeling and I feel like I am kind of just tapping into what is in my heart and in my spirit. Um, And I'm really inspired by, um, you know, chanting. I'm inspired by, I used to go listen to like Gregorian monks (laughs) at the local Mm. cathedral. I used (laughs) to like go and, and listen to them. And I'm really interested in, um just music that that really feels like it has a higher purpose like a higher um call to it i think has has really influenced the sound that i go for mm-hmm. um and also music that is universal something that anybody in any country who speaks any language could listen to and could feel in their heart right definitely and with starting uh with violinists and more classical music you can definitely hear that uh, influence, you know, even in your in your singing, you know, in your tones, just how influenced and immersed in the music, like the music is you. When you're hearing it, it's like this overflowing water, <laughs> water. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a cleansing to the soul, you know, like, and I, and I don't know if that's your just your intention in general, but your essence is like that. And it's so beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad that it resonates in that way. Um, I think for me, water is like the, the ultimate teacher. So mm. watching the way that it moves, watching the way that it, it sits still mm. um, and just like carrying the essence of fluidity, of change, of movement, into my music has just been something that I've, I've really tried to, it's something that I've tried to keep at the, at the core of, of what I do. Um, 
which is why I felt like it was an all-encompassing name for me as an artist. When did you choose that name? Um, oh, or when did it come I, to you? <laughs> yeah, so I have like a little list on my laptop where I was brainstorming names, and I would say about maybe five years ago, mm. um, I chose it, but I, I didn't immediately put myself out there because I wasn't really putting out music at the time, so I kind of just chose it and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is cool. And um, then you know, I got into uh, putting out you know, just some visual content, did a branding for it. But it was one of those things where I just felt like, yeah, like this is me. This is the kind of music I make. I have a Pisces rising too. So, um, you know, I've got, (laughs) yeah, the water, the Pisces energy in my chart. And so I've always kind of felt that kind of like, um, just that that water sign vibe um, is is definitely there, especially when I'm making music. I feel like I tap into that Pisces energy even more, so right. it felt it felt like a good name. I love it, love it, love it. And I do want to talk about um, Pendulum. Like, where where did what is Pendulum yeah. for everybody who's listening, and where did the inspiration come? Yeah, so Pendulum is uh, it was my first single that I dropped in November of uh 2020 and i wrote it uh wrote it in maybe september um so it was a pretty quick turnaround but really pendulum was inspired by um just some of the feelings that i had coming up during the pandemic Mm. um this i this concept of like i don't know what day it is (laughs) i don't know where i am sometimes just feeling like time was an illusion feeling like um, like the matrix was crumbling before my eyes um, and and kind of, um, you know, feeling like I was kind of oscillating back and forth in between feeling connected to reality and feeling disconnected from reality. And wow. so as I was thinking about that, I was like, in my head, this image of a pendulum came up. And, and what happened was I had, I had a MIDI keyboard and I just put my finger down on a note and I just went, Dun, 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 dun. I just slid my hand back and forth and I was like okay that's cool so then I looped it and the yeah and the image that came to my head was a pendulum wow. swinging back and forth and so I was like okay a pendulum uh always swinging and then it just flowed into that you know the lyrics just kind of came after that and I was like dangling you know yes. just started to write and um, I wanted to release it in 2020, so I ended up composing the song, producing the song, mixing the song as well, all myself. I had my friend Max Vicente help me lay down instrumentals, mm. um, and uh, I just I just released it, and um, it was really cool to see the response. It was really cool to see how people resonated with that feeling as well. That I wasn't mm-hmm. the only one that was kind of just lost in the sauce for a little bit. <laughs> And um, yeah, the, the the response has been really good, and now we're we just wrapped on filming a music video for it, which I think is going to give yeah. even more context to the meaning. Um, so I'm super excited. I'm so happy for you. So excited for the visuals too. Yeah. Um, and you know, as you were describing Pendulum, I just got chills. Like you know, I felt like so many of us felt like that in 2020 as we're you know, even if you were spiritual before 2020, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you know, staying grounded last year was, was difficult. Yeah. In in its, in its entirety, but I'm so grateful for last year because I feel like for everybody, it really put our artwork and, you know, our means of creation to the forefront. Like Mm -hmm. how do we want to live our lives? And, you know, what are we what are we doing with ourselves and our time and our energy like are we you know time is so like you said it's it's not existent but it exists in this world and I think just breaking out of that um that routine that normal routine allows us a lot of freedom to create especially when we're feeling uncomfortable emotions yeah and I think a lot of us experienced things that we had never experienced before in our life I mean collectively we're all kind of going through a new experience Mm-hmm. And so, um, 
yeah for real <laughs> literally <laughs> um and so i feel like that's actually birthing a lot of really incredible art because we're having to explain emotions and experiences that we've never had before and so it's really challenging us as songwriters as painters as dancers as actors to draw from a, a, a deeper place right. um so i i'm really excited in terms of the art that's been coming out of this, um, it's kind of a silver lining to everything that's happening, I think. Because, right. um, yeah, I, I see so many people just who've gone through transformation and as a result are putting out music or putting out art that is just different and, and exciting. It's amazing. And it's, yeah. it's really, it's so influential, you know, like, and I, I feel like this past time, even for myself, like this past year really gave us a lot of courage to just mm. say like, fuck it, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to do it anyway, because like, yeah. what could go wrong? <laughs> what do I have to lose? Right. Yeah. That's how I felt with the song. I was like, listen, let me just put this song out. Like, what? what's the worst that could happen? You know, that my mom just listens to it and that's it, you know, <laughs> like, you know, and, and I was pleasantly surprised by the response that I got but I think yeah that attitude is definitely super prevalent right now where it's like you know what I'm just going to pursue my dream because life is way too short and we really don't know in this kind of day and age we really don't know so what's what's you know what's the loss in just trying to pursue your dream right now right right and like just moving into like what you're doing now um what how did studio vessel come along like was that something that came in the midst of the pandemic or something that you were already working on yeah so it was um i about i would say about march of the pandemic uh, so like around the beginning of it um i was redoing my website for myself so i've been working as a graphic designer um for like five or six years and mm-hmm. um, I was redoing my website and I was using my name at first. And I just, I was kind of going through like this ego death process of just being like, who am I? What is my identity? Do I identify with anything? <laughs> it was like, yeah. a, it was, it was a time, you know, and I just went through this kind of identity crisis where I was like, I, I need my brand to be something that is bigger than me. And I need it to represent something that is more divine than my ego, right? And mm-hmm. so um, I literally, I prayed on it and the name that came to me was Studio Vessel. And at the time I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, and I Googled it and like other people had the name. I was like, I, you know, I can't afford the $4,000 domain name for the .com, you know? <laughs> like it was just so many things where I was like, I don't know, but but I listened and I, I started using it. And, um, you know, I, I changed my branding, changed my logo, you know? And came mm-hmm. together to put the new website up and, and it was good. And I was using it for a while. And then um, I got on Clubhouse and I was like, oh, I'm going to make a studio vessel club. And this is back mm-hmm. when they, they actually gave out clubs, you know, <laughs> now I know there's <laughs> a backlog, but I was actually able to get my club in three days, which is amazing. Um, That's divine. Time I know, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm really blessed on that front. And so I started Studio Vessel and what I what it came to me was Studio Vessel is a place where the material meets the metaphysical. So the idea mm-hmm. is, is that it's a it's a creative studio that is a vessel for um, creativity, for spirit, for for divine channeled messages. I wanted it to be a place where people mm-hmm. felt like they could come and they could bring the things that they have that they know like that God-given talent they've been given to bring into the world, they could bring it into the world through Studio Vessel. And so mm. it kind of evolved into me doing sound baths and me leading rooms on like the intersections of like astrology and talking about the age of Aquarius. It, it led into me doing um, channeled readings. And, and now I have a regular room where um, it's, I am a vessel for dot, dot, dot. And we just ask people, what are you a vessel for today? And just that simple mm. question evokes so much in, in people that, right. you know, it's like people have come and been like, I've never thought about this question, but now I use it as an affirmation every day. Um, wow. So it, it really um, took on a life of its own. And, and I really do feel like it's bigger than me now because we have other people who are leading rooms. We've got like a therapy Thursday thing going and, um, and I'm currently working on building out some content um, with one of my good friends, Terrell, um, for Studio Vessel, where we'll have um, like workshops 
we'll have um, mm-hmm. merch. We're going to have um, like resources and things like that that are going to be coming out of studio vessels. So I'm just, I've been super excited to see how it's taken shape during the pandemic. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also I think because of the pandemic, um, right. I think it's resonated because I think a lot of people were left looking for something bigger themselves. You know, they were like, this mm-hmm. world cannot be all there is, right? <laughs> right. So, this is not it. Okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> I didn't sign up for just this. And so I think it's been a beautiful tool for, for that conversation. It reminds me of that meme of the aliens passing by Earth. Like, Earth is so good. Literally. <laughs> I think there was, a, there was a TikTok video of this girl, and she was like, Earth is so ghetto. Aliens, come get me. <laughs> she was like, she was like, I'm trying to leave this. Yeah, it, sometimes I'm just let look at this planet. And I'm like, how did we get here? Age of Aquarius. Like, let me just go ahead and send out a telephone. Beam me up. To the, <laughs> the media yes. Come on, like. <laughs> Literally, yeah. But this is this is our mess, you know. It's messy, but it's right. our mess. <laughs> so we've got so we gotta own it. Yeah, we gotta work to clean it up. <laughs> yes, very true. And you know, with Studio Vessel, where are you located at? Like, can anybody work with Studio Vessel anywhere, or is that just like something you're doing local right now? Yeah. So at this point, I'm kind of located everywhere right now. I've, I've been traveling for a bit, um, just working on projects mm-hmm. and also taking care of family things. So. Um, it's usually based out of Los Angeles, but I've honestly, I've got clients all over the country and uh, working on projects on this continent as well as African continent and in Europe. So um, yeah, like anybody, yeah, anybody. And, and you know what? Intergalactic. If somebody out there also wants to work with me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't discriminate. Okay. <laughs> so yeah it's we're pretty open and like I said I'm gonna be coming out with some new projects too in the future that just allow everybody to interact with the brand in different ways man I can just hear the Martians now they ready to right you know like (laughs) we need some war crimes or something going on they're trying to aliens are trying to do a rebrand right now so But I love everything that you're doing. And I know that, you know, I can just, even from sitting in, because I, I met you through Clubhouse, mm-hmm. and that, that's been so impactful, you know, like just that room alone, the things that you've been doing, and even the creators that you've been co-creating with, like with the sound healing with the bowls. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Erica. You know, like, yes, so, so many beautiful things transpiring, you know, just with other creatives working together. And I mean, like, I know social media is kind of fleeting, as you can tell, like Clubhouse came about Mm -hmm. and so much else is falling off to the wayside. Mm -hmm. But like, how do you feel like what, what do you feel in your spirit, if anything, right now, like the direction of where you're going, like, maybe if, if we start as a community, like, taking ourselves off of social media where do you want to take this and what is your vision for it yeah so I think um as we talked about with the age of Aquarius I think connection of the mind is going to become huge um -hmm. and I think clubhouse is kind of like a really big indicator of that I think people are looking for ways to connect in new in, in new and innovative ways. They're looking for ways to create community. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, especially right now when a lot of us cannot meet in person, we're going to see innovative strategies of building community emerge. And I think right. we're also looking for ways of, of kind of, like I said earlier, connecting to things that are bigger than us. So we have a lot of social media that's focused on the individual identity. Everybody has their own page mm-hmm. and they have their, it's all, you know, their own selfies and stuff like that, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I think people are looking for places where they can congregate in groups around their beliefs about things they're interested in. And I think that's why Clubhouse has been so successful. And I see more of that emerging right. in different ways. And I think as mm-hmm. well, kind of more of a longer term vision, but I think communal living is going to become big too. I think more yeah. and more people are realizing I don't want to do this all by myself, you know, uh, I, I want to be around my friends. Like, you know, me and my friends joke about this all the time, but it's like, we're low key going to buy a farm 
all have our kids around the same time and then just like you know be living on the farm and like raising the kids and just you know like really like living in a communal village style which I think for a lot of us especially like people of African descent that's how our ancestors were you know that's how they lived Mm -hmm. and and I think more and more people are being drawn um to community I think a lot of us have realized that like at the end of the day the people and the relationships that you have are really important um so I see I see more of that happening um I see more people wanting to connect as well with nature and so I think you know, the, the city lifestyle, I think, is going to shift rapidly as more and more people desire mm-hmm. more space, more fresh air, raw oxygen, unfiltered, <laughs> okay? okay? <laughs> and, Can we not get the, the chemtrails in our Yeah, I'm like, listen, <laughs> I never appreciated the breath more than I did this year. Like, never appreciated oxygen more than I have this year. And so... I think we're going to see, we're going to see migrations and and just patterns really shift over the next 10 years. Definitely. I, there's so many key components to what you just said, but I want to start with like, um, it's crazy that you're talking about communal living and just like community being, I mean, we've known that we're shifting back. The more as time moves forward, I feel like we're going back to the old ways. We're taking it back to the ancient Mm -hmm. We're going back to our tribal ways of living. We're going back to the root of ourselves, you know, and I feel like as this mess that we're looking at is a reflection, we're able to look within and see like how we've been programmed to really be disconnected from everything around Mm -hmm. us. And so this is like such a huge turning point. And even I've been having like spirit has been putting it on me to like buy land Mm. to start a community like to start farming you know even recently I saw like Bill Gates owns like 70% of the U.S. farmlands like what sense does that make yeah I saw that too (laughs) what what sense does Mm -hmm. that make (laughs) you know but there's there's so much more than just like ownership components to to the community aspect like it's just beneficial in a spiritual sense like you said nobody wants to do this Mm -hmm. alone and we're realizing that we don't have to like it's okay to go within self and you know have your own personal time and to do those things but I think as a collective we're learning healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're learning healthy boundaries we're learning how to better communicate and it's crazy because this last year as you said like just appreciating oxygen with COVID like with things attacking the lungs like that's directly connected to Mm. the voice to the Mm -hmm. breath just like every little aspect the way we're honoring every every breath you know just being mindful of every breath and I feel like our society is really heading in that mindful direction of just being present and being able to communicate more effectively with each other. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think um, a practice that I got into this year was breath work. And that's been really transformational. Mm. And I'm just seeing how powerful the breath is, how powerful the voice is. Um, one of the things that I'm mm. um, opening up, and I'm, I have my first one coming up this weekend, is um, doing workshops centered around using the voice for for healing and for transformation um using practices mm. like humming um which have like such a resonance yeah. in the body um that they can really shift your emotional landscape you know just just from some humming mm-hmm. you know um so right. i think you know i don't think really we'll ever take for granted breathing normally and unencumbered and without a mask and you know without fear or or whatever um, ever again I think I think uh, collectively we have you know yeah we have a new appreciation for it and and so I think you know when I do breath work I have a new level of gratitude that I'm like wow I'm really taking in this air and I'm really breathing it out and I'm lucky to have my lung capacity and all that as well um, and so right. I think I think you're right like you know we're we're just shifting as a culture and I think that that this pandemic is really um, going to show us things that we do not need to take for granted. I mean, another thing that really made me appreciate air was being in California during the wildfires. And 
waking up to literal mm. darkness, waking up at nine o'clock in the morning and having the sky be red. <laughs> um, that wow. experience changed me as well. Um, and I just realized I was like, yeah, I cannot take for granted anything, even the breath, the, the breath that I breathe. I can't take it for granted. Man, the sunshine, the clouds, the, sun, the breath. <laughs> even the sun, yeah. The wind. None of it's yeah, guaranteed. Anything. None of it. And it, it's really so important to mm-hmm. be present and just to know that we can shift any emotion that we're yeah. feeling like just by being aware. And, you know, because, I mean, if we're not aware of something, mm-hmm. we can't change it. And I, I think the scary part for people when it comes to finding their voice, because I, I work a lot with people uh, with mm-hmm. affirmations, you know, just speaking life into their body, speaking over their body, transmuting that energy mm-hmm. with their words and, um, you know, bringing up that confidence from the solar plexus. You know, it takes a lot to be confident in, in your voice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we work with shifting energy, I mean, what has been your experience? Have you, was there a time where you, you know, stopped singing or stopped believing in your voice and then you had to like rebuild Yeah, um, yeah, I I actually had a period of time where I did stop singing and stopped making music completely actually um, after I had a series of traumatic events when I was a freshman in college. And mm-hmm. I felt like I was disconnected from a part of myself. I, you know, I couldn't sing. I couldn't make music. I couldn't even listen to music. And it was a really painful time for me. And I felt very alone. Um, But Mm -hmm. it actually ended up being the thing that led me to discover sound healing because I started reading about like solfege. I started reading about frequency. I started reading about um, Ayurveda and yoga and chanting Mm -hmm. and meditation it it was like a it was like a spiritual awakening for me um an initiation into Mm -hmm. a a a new path really for me um and through the process of regaining my voice regaining my connection to music and honestly regaining the connection that i have to myself through using sound healing techniques through using singing bowls through right. using tuning forks through using you know those youtube videos that play you know 432 hertz for five <laughs> hours straight you know all of that i was using all of that in conjunction with right. things like ayurveda with things like yoga with things like vedanta and um did you get into herbal I, healing i like did yeah I actually i had an apothecary for about five years so um that that just yeah. came to me like mm-hmm. no yeah I I also really got into um plant medicines as well I mean I, I'm still very into plant medicine um into healing with essential oils into healing with with oils and herbs into doing spiritual baths all of it I just you know I dove into it and it really saved me I think it, and it and not just it didn't save me it also it gave me the purpose that I now have for my life which is using all of these tools that I just mentioned um, for healing, for healing myself, and for also um, being able to facilitate um, the healing that others are able to do for themselves. Um, I think everybody has the ability to heal. I firmly believe that you can heal from anything, um, which is something that people tried to tell me was not true. They tried to tell me oh, you can't heal, you know, just do therapy for 30 years and maybe you'll be fine. But there, there was, you know, yeah, oh, which no. I'm not knocking therapy. Therapy's great. But the idea that there are things that you yeah. can't heal from, I can't accept that as a reality. A yeah. And I couldn't accept it as reality. So I got kind of obsessed with proving that wrong <laughs> and, and proving that it was possible <laughs> to heal from anything. Um, and I still have that obsession yeah. and I still seek to um, help others as well uncover the healing that lies within them because I truly believe that everybody has it. Um, so yeah, it, you know, I, I think that's why I'm really excited to start doing this work and helping others find their voice and reclaim their voice because it was something that was such a, a moment of growth for me in my own life. 
Right, right. Absolutely. And what are, I mean, I know that like myself or like anyone else who's listening, like the points of, of the times in our lives where we feel like we just cannot speak up or cannot use the voice at all. I know that was something I worked mm-hmm. on for a long time is suppressing my voice. What are some, like, what's a daily ritual or something that you do to start your day that really, like, sets the tone for you, you mm-hmm. being in your truth, most importantly, like, just living in your truth and speaking your truth wholeheartedly. Yeah, so um, I would say the two biggest things are prayer and chanting for me. Um, I have a morning practice mm-hmm. where I pray, and I honestly, I just ask that my voice be a vessel for God, for spirit. I ask that, you know, the things, Mm. the words that come out of my mouth be used as a tool to bring people ultimately back to God, right? And and to the God within themselves. Right. Um, And the second thing would be chanting. Um, I have had a practice of chanting on and off for for a couple of years, but I've really gotten serious about it during the pandemic. Um, And I've been doing it every morning and Mm -hmm. evening. And it is really changed my voice is it has literally changed the structure of my voice but it has also changed um it's just changed my life in a lot of ways because what it has done is it is given me the ability to see myself manifest directly from using my voice i've been able to see how when i chant the, the instant peace that washes over me, instant, oh, I'm sorry, the instant gratitude that washes over me. Um, and I, I think it also has just helped with, with, um, yeah, keeping my, my voice open, you know, having it, having it being used mm. in a spiritual way every day. Um, I think just just keeps it open and ready to to keep being used in that way throughout the day. Right. And there's so many different mm-hmm. ways to chant, you know, like yeah. I get that question a lot too. And even in my research, I was like, do I, you know, start with the chakra mm-hmm. chants or like, do I start with mantras? Like, yeah. where do I go from this? So like, what would be your advice on the source of chanting? Or should it just be spiritual? Yeah, so I think that depends. Um, well, I would say sometimes they will the chant that you need to do will come to you. Like for me, I um, mm-hmm. I went to a a huge gathering right before the pandemic happened. It was November of 2019 with Amma. Um, she came from India and like did a a huge gathering in Los Angeles, and um, she basically like mm-hmm. gave hundreds of people like over the course of the night, a mantra, like a personal mantra to say. And so um, I, I used that mm. um, because it, it, it was like, I guess divine for me by her based on my energy and, and you know, who I am. Um, so I, I have that, but I also have um, just mantras and affirmations as well. You know, you can chant affirmations, um, you know, that are, mm. that speak to me personally, that are kind of more general, but that speak to me. And that I found, um, I would say, if you're if you're within a certain practice, um, you know, what are the songs and what are the chants that they have within that practice? I think almost every single spiritual practice has some kind of song, some kind of prayer, some kind of, you know, mm-hmm. something um, that it that it uses. Um, you can chant the psalms, you know, you can chant a lot of different right. things, um, and so it's really about finding what works for you what works for your practice and what resonates with you, you know, um, what, what do you, what do you feel like it's your role to bring into this world? Is it peace? Is it gratitude? Is it mm-hmm. love? You know, um, is it healing and, and find mantras, affirmations, songs, etc. that you feel embody that. Um, and that would, that would be my advice to start. Yes. Yes. Also something that, um, spirit has really been guiding me to lately is to actually record you know how some people do um they listen to like guided meditations when they're really struggling Mm -hmm. um and Mm -hmm. something spirit has really been guiding me to do is to record my own guided meditation for me to listen to later 
and Mm -hmm. that really like has helped to tap in like even just listening to your own voice because your cells in your body respond so much better to your voice they listen yeah they they just Mm -hmm. they correlate whatever energy you're putting into they're gonna align just so effortlessly and naturally and I went through um spirit had me take a fast from music, media, television, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just being very careful yeah. about what I was listening to for 30 days in January. And during mm-hmm. that fast, I mean, it was very important for my Claire audience, like just being able to hear spirit and to have discernment of what mm-hmm. I was listening to. Um, but during that time, that's when spirit said, like, that's when I was getting those downloads, like your body your cells, the healing, the root of your healing is going to respond so much better when you are the one facilitating it in your highest form, mm. you know, and, and that yes. was so, I mean, and it's not that we can't get help from others, you know, it's not that we can't get healing from others or to tap mm-hmm. in or to connect to that healing, but we often discredit ourselves as the most powerful healer. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we are the ones who are healing ourselves. Right. At the end of the day, others can facilitate, but the healing that we seek starts within. It starts with us and our intention. And I think it's beautiful that you brought that up because um, one of the techniques I used in my own healing journey was there's an app, and I cannot remember the name of it right now, but there's actually an app you can download. And what it does is you record yourself saying affirmations, Mm -hmm. and it has a database of affirmations you can choose from or you can record your Mm -hmm. own. And then what it does is it, you, it allows you to play it like on repeat, on a loop. You can play it at night what? so you sleep and your brain takes it in that way. Yes, I did this for months. Oh my gosh. And, and, I, and I, I did see a difference. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I, I was having nightmares and so I wanted something playing at night. And, you know, over time, I, you know, the dreams got a lot more peaceful mm-hmm. <laughs> and got a lot, a lot better. And, and, um, and so I would highly recommend making that a practice. Um, or if you find a mantra or an affirmation that you like recording yourself saying it, um, can be super powerful. And I think one of the goals that I have with my practice and with the work that I do um, is not necessarily to become like a leader or, you know, some kind of guru or whatever. Is It's really just to show people the power that they have within Mm -hmm. to heal themselves and the God that they have within, um, you know, to show people that there, um, there is so much power already within them to heal and to manifest the life that they want. Mm -hmm. Um, and to just kind of be more of a guide, um, to that power and to give people the tools and the resources to use it. Yes. Yes. I, I feel the same way. You know, like we just the vessel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's really how. That's really what it means to me. Yes, we're just the vessel. And mm-hmm. I, I know you're talking about the workshops with owning your voice. Do you know when you'll yeah. start facilitating those, or what? What's the plan? With yeah. That? So um, right now, I'm kind of doing them on the full moon schedule. So the first one's going to be coming up on this full moon in Virgo, and. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to continue that because I, I like, I like doing full moon workshops. Mm-hmm. I used to do them before the pandemic hit in, in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll probably do them in, on the full moon and I might, I might sprinkle some throughout the month as well, but, mm. um, but I will probably, probably have like, like once a month. Um, That's so, so fitting for Virgo. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> Like yeah. the Virgo, I was just talking with somebody about the full moon on Virgo, and we were discussing mm-hmm. how Virgo, being even in astrology, being over your sixth house of health, routine, wellness, mm-hmm. you know, organization, mm-hmm. and truly like discipline too. And sometimes, what I tell people all the time is, sometimes our healing does not feel good. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good to get out of bed and get. To your altar and to light your candle in the morning and to pray mm-hmm. all the time when you don't feel like getting out of bed you know like when you feel like you don't have the yeah. strength and 
that energy just really brings me back to that like healing is it pairs very importantly with discipline and Mm. it just feels so fitting for that to be you know coming into that Virgo full moon just like that health and wellness and healing is in our hands Mm -hmm. yes yes and Virgo is um for me personally I it's i it's an energy that is both really challenging and really transforming for me, mm-hmm. just where it sits in my chart. Um, and so I, yeah, I definitely feel that. And I feel like the Virgo Pisces axis, which is, um, mm. you know, the two, the two poles right. um, is so powerful for healing um, because Pisces is this, you know, this very powerful, intuitive, spiritual energy and then Virgo kind of grounds it within the physical realm and within the practices that you, you use. Right. So combining the two um, is just like transformational healing, in, in my opinion. Right. Those, po- um, those polarities bring balance. Yes, they do. They do. They do. The hardest part is finding the balance sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but when you do, you're unstoppable. Do you ever feel uncentered? when you are using your voice sometimes? Mm, um, so I've had experiences where I think I'll be doing a sound bath. Uh, it really, when this really happened was on the, um, the 1221, <laughs> the, you know, the, the solstice when everybody right. got their superpowers. I really felt like I got my superpowers because there was a moment where the energy was so intense that I was just like, I had to go lay on the ground and just like ground myself. Um, mm-hmm. So I think sometimes I get very um, emotional, like the emotions that are inside me will often bubble up when I'm doing these sound baths. And so mm. um, I don't know if it's that I feel uncentered, but sometimes I do feel like an overwhelm of emotions and it's really beautiful but sometimes I'll be like I just want to go cry right now <laughs> so it's like, you know like I've found that um it it's a you know yes I'm the one doing the sound baths but I'm also receiving the healing yeah. and I'm also it's also a meditative practice for me as well and so right um so yeah there are times when I will I will just be like super into it and you know just have I'll be moving through stuff as as well you know I will be moving through some emotion that I'm having while everybody else is too as as they're listening Mm -hmm. so I found that that that's that's interesting and usually I'm able to just kind of you know I get through it but other times afterwards I'm like okay I gotta go let me go journal (laughs) for a little bit (laughs) you know yeah I love that you said that because it's it's the same when I do Reiki like when we Mm -hmm. do when I'm doing Reiki, you know, I'm receiving the healing too. And sometimes I'll feel like, you know, of course I don't get like so emotional to where I can't do the practice, but it'll just be like, I release it. I release it with love, you know, and Mm. I'll just like talk myself through it. And sometimes, you know, it'll just be, I know that I'll be in a sacred safe space, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's really like what helps me to recenter and reground in those moments of especially when you're feeling so elevated too mm-hmm. like when you're just a vessel for spirit sometimes mm-hmm. it can feel like you're in a trance in the middle of yeah. your art yeah and yeah that, that definitely happens <laughs> and that trance of channeling can sometimes feel so ungrounding for me I mm-hmm. I know personally but you know I, I think a lot of anybody who channels goes through that point where they don't feel like they're in their body, but they're insanely aware of, of everything they're feeling, you know, mm-hmm. and that's such a strange thing to, I've, I don't feel like I've ever talked about that with anybody, but I felt the need to talk about it with you. Like maybe you have yeah. an experience with this. Yeah. So I think um, as I've kind of learned more about channeling, I've mm-hmm. been able to kind of get to a point where I kind of set boundaries within my channeling practice and Mm -hmm. so um, I think personally it's really important when channeling to have a grounding to have a counterbalance right Mm -hmm. that that is grounding for you so something I've started doing like in between like if I'm channeling for people um, I will breathe I'll do breath work in between 
And what I really feel like I'm doing is I'm breathing out and I'm transmuting any of the energy that has come through, um, through the reading. And so it's kind of like a reset. And, um, you know, for me, breath work is very grounding. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, something like just touching my head to the floor um, can be an instant reset and grounding when it comes to spiritual work, like channeling, things like that. being aware of like what kind of channeling as well like is it full body channeling i rarely ever do that it's mostly i'm still present Mm -hmm. as well as you know the message that needs to come through Mm -hmm. um and i think those those have all been like what i've learned (laughs) on my journey with with Mm -hmm. channeling is that you you get to decide you get to decide the bounds that that you want to be you in and, and you know the reason why I like to think about a vessel is that you know you get to decide the size of the vessel how much liquid's going to be poured into it you know right. you, you get to choose that and I think that that has helped me stay grounded because it can you know mm. I think when you're first starting out too I for, for <laughs> distortion people and it you know a lot of weird things can happen to you and Mm -hmm. Um, developing a practice where you're saying, yes, I'm a container, but this is the part of the container that I'm allowing to be contained. Right. Um, And also cleansing and protection practices are Mm -hmm. so, you know, cleansing, protection, and grounding. Like that's Mm -hmm. the foundation. Yeah. And, and finding emotional balance before you start the work. Mm -hmm. That was something that I had to learn the hard way because, um, I was kind of doing spiritual work, but I was also emotionally unbalanced sometimes. And so Mm. I would, I would end up, you know, kind of feeling really in like one extreme or the other as a result of that. And so um, I actually took a long break. I took a long hiatus from doing spiritual work for others and Mm. even doing spiritual work for myself. I took a long break from doing certain practices to regain emotional balance. And what came to me was that Focusing on the physical is also the spiritual, which is why Studio Vessel is where the metaphysical meets the material. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, and that's that's Virgo's lesson. It's like focusing on your Google calendar can be spiritual if it means that it's getting your <laughs> life in alignment, you know? Right. Focusing on cleaning your home can be just as spiritual as reading some tarot cards or anything like that because right. it is allowing you to clear the energy in your space and in your mind, which is a spiritual practice. So right. when I learned that, Um, you know, the daily routines that I thought were, you know, uh, a hindrance or they were taking time out of my spiritual practice, that was actually the spiritual work. When I realized that my perspective really changed. Right. It's all about perspective because I know at the first part of my journey, like five, six years ago, I used to also be on the extremes like mm-hmm. literally the poet the polarities i'd either be extremely mundane or extremely spiritual and it mm-hmm. was like so hard to get a balance at first mm-hmm. and you just gotta learn like the physical and the spiritual are one in the same like the energy lived all around you exactly it is you you know like mm-hmm. the way yeah. that you move and operate in this life and the balance you create is up to you and it's not that one activity is less than the other you know mm-hmm. we might not enjoy it as yeah. much you know it may not come with the we have to change perspective on like what it's doing for us and I think the intention behind it because you know when we're pulling out some cars we know that we're going to find clarity but when we're cleaning the house are we thinking about clarity Uh, yeah yeah exactly you you know like where's the intention at and I I think uh just for anybody listening like that's really what helped me too is like you said bringing those two simultaneously together and knowing that I am the one choosing the balance and everything I do is spiritual because I am spirit Mm -hmm. you know like everything the way I live my life everything around me vibrates it's it's all on a spectrum it's all on a frequency you mm-hmm. know and when I look at it when I look at life like that it really started shifting the way I experience mundane things quote-unquote mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. yeah no I definitely agree I mean something as simple as like cooking you know mm. that's been my love language lately right <laughs> I have been enjoying cooking everything from scratch and putting my love into mm-hmm. it. Like I just, I'm channeling my ancestors when I'm in that kitchen. Yeah. You know, like 
I am just, I'm humming. I got my hand on my hip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just feel like the grandma who is looking over the grandkids. Yeah. And it, but it's so therapeutic for me. And I'm just speaking yeah. my intentions into everything. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's beautiful. Like, the way it nourishes me is so beautiful. It is. It is. And it's like you finding that beauty in you know what we what we might consider a mundane daily task that is that is what spirituality is about you know mm-hmm. that's really what it's about for me yes well thank you so much for being present with me today Wada. like I have enjoyed this conversation so much I would really love if you tell everybody what you got coming next and how they can find you and support you yeah so I have an album coming out it's called the journey through a conscious mind it is an hour-long sound bath um I don't have a release date yet but it will be coming out probably next month and um it'll be available on all streaming platforms I have a music video coming out for pendulum as well very excited about that Mm -hmm. and um as i mentioned earlier i've got some workshops some merch i've got a bunch of new stuff that's going to be dropping i've been cooking up a lot of things over this retrograde so (laughs) i'm really exciting (laughs) um and if you'd like to learn more about the work that i do you can head to my website w4t4.com um you can also follow me on instagram at watson music my sound also at watson music and also twitter at watson music and feel free to just, um, you know, tap in with me um, as well on Clubhouse. Um, my username on there is just Wata, W-A-T-A. And I do regular sound baths. So if you follow me on Clubhouse, you'll you'll get a notification when I go live for those. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It has been such an honor and a pleasure. And I just love and respect everything you do and just so grateful for your presence no thank you so much I like love these conversations I love this podcast so this was just such a beautiful opportunity thank you thank you you know third time's a charm we yes (laughs) (laughs) we had a mercury retrograde thing going on but but it made room and made way for this perfect conversation exactly exactly everything is aligned everything well i love you the divine loves you and that is also to my listeners uh we will see you next time and thank you all for joining me and water today thank you